Fellas, we need a theme song. We do. <laughs> yeah. We definitely do. I just realized uh, we got a new title name, Hear the Herd. We need a new title song as well, with that being said. You'd yeah. like to uh, scrap the good old vintage Boston Sports song we've been using for a while. I, I don't mind that. I don't mind that new brand, new identity. There's a reason that I started just playing stuff off YouTube last year, because it's like, I can't. I can't do this exactly. all year. Exactly. Well, fellas, uh, here we are. First time all three of us in studio at the beginning of the show. It's a miracle. Incredible. It took, incredible. It took to the third episode, but boys, we've got oh, it. It's sunny weather. We are Third here. episode, sunny weather. There's uh, a strike going on right now, but who cares? We're it's a great Friday today, for yeah. sure. Yeah, you guys are listening to Hear the Herd here on 101.5 UMFM. Neil Noonan here with Jason Pajak from the Manitoban and Michael Still from Bison Sports. And boy, does it feel like the season has started here, fellas. Uh, we got multiple sports on the go, and what better way to start the show with uh then women's soccer uh had a great weekend last weekend uh getting two wins inside preparing mm-hmm. uh to stay dry from uh all the rain and the storms that we had last weekend but uh jason i'll go to you right off the bat here uh four nothing win on friday one nothing win on saturday uh the ladies look great yeah it was absolutely huge that first four nothing game it was such a dominant performance you know Thompson Rivers is not having a great year. They haven't had a great run of late. But just looking at the way that Vanessa changed things up to take advantage of the skill set of the players that she has, it was it was fantastic to watch. You know, I talked to her, we both talked to her after the game, and she's still really pushing that that offensive mentality and trying to to score more and use the players that she has. Um, we saw that, you know, she played Nicole higher in the formation. They, she played Stephanie higher in the formation, Stephanie Young, having her sitting, you know, at points either with the midfielders or playing almost a weird attacking mid position as a defender. But, you know, she has the speed and the athleticism to get back. Like, she was still making plays in the defensive end around the penalty area. But then she was also well up into TRU territory making plays. She had two shots from just beyond the center line. Incredible. First one almost goes in. Second one does. And it's just like, she is a threat no matter where you put her. And the fact that Vanessa can use her and can can put her in really any situation and trust that she'll be able to get back and in, still take care of those defensive responsibilities but also join the rush and, and support players like Nicole and like Haley to, to drive offense towards the net. It's fantastic. And then the game against UBCO, it was a tactical battle, really. You know, they saw what the Bisons did against TRU. They knew what to expect from that team. And kind of by the time the second half rolled around, you really saw... The, the defensive shift for UBCO. They they played a much tighter game. They were cutting off areas. They were playing much tighter to the, the more threatening Bison's players. You know, I think Stephanie had a player on her back basically the entire second half. She was being tracked, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. They, they're just trying to isolate, you know, the Nicoles and, and the Stephanies and to take those chances away. Um, and a great, great bell credit to UBCO. They almost pulled it off. They had, they had a few solid chances, um, but it was just a very tight win for the Bison. They proved that they can win in, you know, overpowering offensive situations and also in tight games, so it's, it's a promising look for this team moving forward. Yeah, without a doubt. Coach must have uh, read your article there. I think so. <laughs> I, was, I was watching it, and I was like, huh, Stephanie's playing up really high. Huh, Nicole's playing up really high, and then I sent sent out a little tweet. I was like, 
hey, look at this thing. <laughs> How about you, Stiller? I mean, uh, the big three of uh, Cy Young and Davis all kind of hitting on all cylinders last weekend. What did you see from the sidelines? Uh, I saw a lot of Stephanie Young, like Jason mentioned. Yeah. There's a gentleman that does stats for the Bisons that is just infatuated with her every oh, single who, game. Who isn't right now? My goodness. Like I, I, Jason and I both had the chance to talk to Stephanie this past week, and her and Karina Baggy are both from the same area. They went to the same high school in Okanagan, Okanagan Mission High School, uh, and they've been playing together since they were basically in grade six. Well, mm-hmm. grade six for Karina and grade five for Stephanie. And to be able to continue your career with a lifelong friend like that is mm-hmm. absolutely amazing and the two of them are just class acts uh, off the pitch Stephanie's one of the most humble players you're ever going to talk to I mean she's been dominant like let's not let's not mince words here she coming through into now after the goal in the second game she has seven points already this year which is absolutely tremendous she's right near the top of the conference standings and points and she's just been incredibly fun to watch on top of the fact that she had a torn uh, meniscus that she played with for six months which is absolutely insane during a portion of her grade 11 and going into 12 when she took the time off and it hasn't looked like she's been detrimented by the injury whatsoever she's been amazing and yeah of course I mean Jessica Sai is a very intelligent player very intuitive player and I've said this a couple times already but she kind of reminds me of Amanda Wong with mm-hmm. the way she, she plays she's just in the right positions fundamentally sound as a player and Nicole's just so bloody fast I mean come on Ugh, now like yeah. Haley and Nicole it's crazy the speed the two of them have together on the pitch like Jason you mentioned tack being tactical with where people are and Nicole is somebody that even if she's maybe on a position she's so fast she can mm-hmm. just get back so quickly and and speed was something we really saw in the first game against Thompson Rivers we were just too fast for them yeah. even on defense coming back when it looked like Thompson Rivers had some chances just getting back and being in position and showing that this team has great cardio and great fitness and I also want to give a shout out to Anna Biebrick in that she played really really well through both games and pitched obviously the clean sheet in both contests mm-hmm. and she's a rookie goal tender it's not easy to come in that's a lot of pressure as a rookie to come in and do that and she handled herself incredibly well and even after the first game and me and Jason were interviewing Vanessa she had mentioned how Vanessa was a fan of not only the way that Anna played in net but the way that she was able to create chances for the offense uh, passing the ball up as well and the one of the goals that we scored on Friday was because of uh, a pass up from Anna so good job from her as well and all kinds of fun to watch and I don't know about you Jason but I'm not complaining about the fact that we got to be indoors not complaining whatsoever (laughs) that was an absolute nightmare just getting home it was like I was soaked walking from my car to the front door it was crazy but like I, I gotta point out like there were a lot of great chances that UBCO had. They have a lot of quality chances. Like Anna didn't face too much against TRU, but especially in the second half against the Heat, there they had some quality chances, and she made it look easy. Like she was never really out of position. She was always right there to meet the ball whenever a shot came in. It was fantastic to watch. And the thing about Jessica Sai, as you pointed out, she's such a smart player, right? And the thing about that, like. You know, Stephanie's really flashy. Nicole's really flashy. Haley can be really flashy. The the thing is with Jessica is like she's so smart that she can make all the right plays and be in the right places. You just don't really notice. So she goes kind of she flies a little bit under the radar because she's just doing everything right. It's like what they talk about goaltenders is like in in hockey is like the goaltender that makes the the crazy big save. They had to make that crazy big save because they weren't in the right place. The more boring goaltenders are the better goaltenders, and Jessica's like the same thing. Where she's, she's 
a fantastic player because she's always doing the right thing, but you just never notice because she never it it never occurs to you that you know she did anything fantastic because she's always just doing it. That's a great point. Absolutely love that comparison to yeah. What, people like goalies get yeah they're like oh what a save what a yeah you flew from the other side of the net yeah. we're like okay, why were you over there <laughs> desperately have to jump to the other side to make the stop for sure yeah you're totally right there mm-hmm. Jason that's, that's definitely accurate. Uh, additionally, I think it was Jessica who had that unbelievable header against yes. Regina top corner one of the best headers Vanessa has seen. She said mm-hmm. when we talked to her so she can get it done offensively just, too. Just like the the presence of mind not to put it directly on because it's very easy when you're in a situation like that just to try and put it straight on on the net but to have the presence of mind to aim a little bit left and actually put it she put it off the post and in which is just like in that split second to be able to make that decision is is fantastic and it shows her intelligence Without a doubt, women's soccer uh, kind of repeating their opening weekend, uh, going next door to Saskatchewan, uh, playing Regina uh, tomorrow, Saturday at uh, 1 p.m., and then they will face uh, the Sask Huskies on Sunday at 3 p.m. Two big games um, as we're uh, heading down the stretch of this season. It's uh, it's kind of incredible how fast both soccer and football mm-hmm. go with uh, like school just starting in September and stuff like that. Any quick notes on the games going coming up this weekend? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, let's go. Me and Jason both know that we should have won the game against Saskatchewan. I'm passionate about it right now. I know Vanessa was very passionate about that game, too. It's hard to beat Saskatchewan. Manitoba's, you know, it's been tough for the Bisons playing against them in years past, and we really should have won that game. Mm -hmm. We controlled the majority of play, had more chances on offense, and there was just two defensive lapses, and we gave up two second-half goals, up one nothing at halftime off a Haley Lavarius goal. They want this game really, really bad, and I'm really looking Looking forward to seeing how it goes. It's huge in the standings. Exactly. So that's going to be key. I mean, the Regina game, we, we beat them pretty handily the first game. No game is ever easy in the conference, mm-hmm. but that's the Saskatchewan game. Mark that mark that game down in your yeah. calendar. And and don't and you know, we don't want to take anything away from Regina. Like they're gonna come back hungry and they're gonna try and and pull away a win away. They're trying to avenge that loss. It was a pretty lopsided loss. So you wanna come out and, and put your best foot forward. And the, exactly with Saskatchewan, that is really you know, we talked last week about how Trinity Western is a tough test, being kind of the best team in the conference. This Saskatchewan game is incredibly important moving forward. This is the this is the test. This is kind of a, a make or break point in the season where the Bisons can 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 really change their favors heading in down the stretch if they can pull off this win especially pulling off two wins this weekend is gonna put them in a great position moving forward in the standings to try and make the playoffs. Without a doubt, you could watch both of those games on Canada West TV, presented by Co-op. Again, Cougars tomorrow at 1, Huskies Sunday at 3. And uh, speaking of Regina, as we move over to football, the Regina Rams coming to town tomorrow. Here on 101.5 UMFM, you can listen to uh, the football broadcast with our very own Michael still calling the game. Great call last week, or your first call as a Bison's play-by-play guy. Before we get into the game, what was your experience like? Thank you very much. As a first call as a Bison's football play-by-play guy, I've done lots of basketball in the past. Yes, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> Come on. But, uh, yes, for football, it was a great call. Neil did it. Thank you, Neil, for the job you did up in, in the background, behind the scenes. That stuff doesn't get enough love. Team effort. So appreciate that from you. Really looking forward to this game against Regina. Always key in the standings, of course. Bison's sitting at 2-2, two and two, Regina sitting at 1-3, and, three, and re, like, I mean, we're, we already talked about this, it's such a short season, like, we're already 
already at the halfway point of the year. Every game matters at this point. The storyline going into this game, Regina's passing attack versus Manitoba's uh, strong defensive line and presence to get to the quarterback as well as the secondary. Regina's got the two of the top three receivers in terms of yardage in the conference and they also have one of the conference's best passing attacks and that's kind of what Regina's been known for over the years I mean they had Noah Picton for the last five Mm -hmm. years he's the all-time leader in university history in career passing yards so that's been a bit of an identity for them the big difference for Regina this year Atlee Simon has now graduated so their lead back for that basically the entire amount of time that Picton has been there for is also now gone so they're a little bit younger that position they still have a lot of talent Trey Campbell is a guy that's got a, a lot of talent for them as well as a couple of different backs Odin Ogden who's from Winnipeg he's a Winnipeg Rifles player actually was teammates with Mike Rashad one of the running backs for the Bisons so they got some depth there but their passing attack is going to be the key to their success Bisons played Regina in the preseason they beat them neither team scored an offensive touchdown that was the first glimpse that we as fans here outside of the province for a lot of us out of Regina excuse me in Saskatchewan and watching the Regina Rams have seen uh, their new number one guy, Josh Donnelly. He's been somebody that's on the ro- been on the roster for the past couple of seasons, and he got the nod because Seb Britton, who is another one of their bigger quarterbacks, uh, was injured. So Donnelly's the guy, and he's got mobility from what I saw in the preseason game, seeing it live. He can scramble outside the pocket, but he can also make a lot of plays, obviously through the air. And he's got a lot of different targets. He's got some experienced receivers in that core. Ryan Shinbine being one of those guys, and then some young younger guys as well that can get it done, like a second-year guy like Bennett Stusick, whose dad, Jeff, is the receivers coach for the Rams. So they've got a little bit of versatility there. But the Bisons, they've got such strength on that defensive line. The Bisons lead the conference in quarterback pressures. A lot of those are coming from Derek Dufo, who also leads yeah. Canada West with five sacks. He's approaching the team record for sacks in a season, which I believe is seven. Um, so, I mean this pace has not been seen for quite some time from a defensive lineman and Derek's a guy that was drafted by the Hamilton Tiger Cats and he's come in this is his last season and you could just tell that he has this like take no prisoners attitude Mm -hmm. and him and Brock Gallenlock on that other defensive end spot have just been absolute terrors for the Bisons coming off the line and the secondary statistically leads the conference right now they've only given up 900 I believe 970 passing yards this year and that, that group includes a true freshman. I mean, Austin Ballon is straight out of high school, started at safety and has two interceptions. Shea Weeks, two interceptions as well. RJ Shelley, two interceptions. Sound group in there. Stephen Conway, very fast at halfback, was a starter last year. Marcus Bakru, six foot four, incredibly tall. Nick Conway, super fast. They got a lot of talent. So that's the matchup I'm looking for. Virginia passing attack, Bison's pressure from the defensive line and secondary in their coverage abilities. Oh man, uh, tons of tons of places that we can go uh, here, Jason. And like you mentioned, there, uh, Mike, six in the nation in picks. That secondary we have with Shelley Weeks and Ballin, and yeah, Shelley getting that pick six last week was uh, was big time as well. Jason, big win last week, thirty-seven nineteen. Uh, what are you looking for the Bison's to carry over from last week heading into this one against the Rams? Well, the thing that you know when we were talking to Brian Dilby after the game is that he was. He wasn't wasn't exactly he wasn't not excited that the fact that they won the game, but he was disappointed in the number of points they left on the board. Okay, that's they fair. got they got to they got into the red zone. They got all these opportunities. They just there were a few times where they weren't able to convert, and it was a pretty it was a big win for the Bisons. It was a strong it was a strong outing, and it was an offensive explosion for them. It was just I want to see 
how they can carry that over. You know, take you know they've we got the the matchup with the the passing defense against Regina. I was actually able to call Noah Picton's record breaking uh, touchdown throw last year. But you know, you know that matchup aside, just looking at how the Bisons can keep going on the offensive side of the ball and and keep pressuring, keep putting up those points because you know that the defense can get it done. We know like they've done a fantastic job of this of that this year it's just making sure that they can keep things rolling on the the other side you know you know keep you've got the you've got a great group of running backs there you've got a great group of receivers there and how are they going to respond coming in and and really matching up against that passing game that Regina has are you going to be able to outmatch them are you going to be able to outpace them and that's really the test I think for the Bisons coming into this one without a doubt uh before we move on for football again tomorrow saturday september 28th 2 p.m regina rams against the manitoba bisons you can hear the game here on 101.5 umfm you could also watch it on canadawest.tv presented by co-op any last things fellas before we go to the men's hockey season opener no just really excited for the game uh pre-game show at 1 30 that you can tune into myself and blue bombers alum keto pobla are going to be on the call so really looking forward to that one and as i'm talking jonah wazalak is walking into the studio so uh that's going to be it for me not sure if jason has anything to add before the break nah not much to add here no i okay. covered it all yeah that's incredible <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break here as jonah enters the studio a uh, few commercials here and we'll be right back jonah wazalak here men's hockey opener this weekend uh big things coming here we go at Winnipeg Record and Tape, 1079 Wellington Avenue, we specialize in factory-sealed vinyl LPs, cassettes, and 8-tracks, as well as an extensive selection of gently used vinyl LPs and both 12-inch and 7-inch singles that span more than seven decades of musical history. Dig through the bargain bins in the back corner and unearth some forgotten gems. Place a special order through one of our many distributors or check out our music-related book and giftware selections. Visit us online at winnipegrecordandtape.com for store hours and to sign up for our mailing lists to be kept up to date on new arrivals and special events. Winnipeg Record and Tape at 1079 Wellington Avenue. Get yourself some groove therapy today. It's been 20 years since Thrush Hermit released their second and final album, The Fantastic, Clayton Park. Shortly thereafter, the band broke up with members going their separate ways and tasting individual success. But now, they've reunited to mark this momentous anniversary and are hitting the road to celebrate the occasion. Don't miss your opportunity to see Thrush Hermit one last time at the Garrick on Wednesday, October 9th. Tickets for this once-in-a-lifetime night of music are only $30 plus fees available at eventbrite.ca, into the music, or take your chances at the door. Don't miss the reunited Thrush Hermit for one night only at the Garrick on October 9th, proudly presented by MRG Concerts and UMFM 101.5. All right, we are back here on 101.5 UMFM. Hear the herd, and we are blessed with a bison athlete in the house. Jonah, men's hockey, fifth year. How are you doing, man? Thank you for joining us in the studio. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm doing good. Awesome. Mike, I know you had a few questions teeing up uh, for Jonah here, heading into their home opening weekend. Uh, Again, before we get going here, men's hockey, getting uh, with the Lethbridge Horns. 
Saturday, 7 p.m. here in the new upgraded Wayne Fleming Arena, and then Sunday again for the second game of the weekend at 2 p.m. Uh, Mike Still, it's all yours. Thank you very much, Neil. Jonah, thanks for being here. Really appreciate this. Uh, let's pleasure. just go with a little bit of your background to start off with. And you're from Alberta originally. You're an Alberta native, uh, but you played with Steinbach for a number of seasons, MJHL championship run as a rookie. And you think you speak very fondly of your time with the Pistons and how much that community and the program meant to you. So just running it back there to sort of when you first got started in the province of Manitoba. Yeah, what do you think about when you when uh, what comes to mind, positive memories from that experience? Well, you definitely touched on the first one there was winning the championship. Uh, and I think after that, that was my expectation moving forward because you win it your first year. You think it's going to be that easy and haven't had one since then. But uh, that was one of the fond memories. Uh, I think just the community in general. Uh I mean, they really opened up to me being there, and they really embraced me as a player. So uh, I was really happy to have got three full years there, and it's led me to my time here at the U of M and already looking back now on my out of five years here. So it's pretty uh, pretty incredible, and it was a great a great place to start. Uh, and it's you know that was kind of the I think the cornerstone in my hockey career to get me to where I am now. Uh, and just just the guys too. I think I've I've stayed in touch with so many of the guys from that uh, those three years and those three teams. Uh, we, we we're still in touch today. So uh, you know Paul Dick, I still talk to him regularly. He has me out to events with the Pistons. So it's nice that uh, they still recognize you know the players that played for them in those eras, and they you know and they're constantly inviting guys back. I just think that shows that that was a really special place to play and that you know you you're more than just a player there you're you know you're a special part of that community too i remember at one time of the famous owl line <laughs> yeah. down there with the pistons yeah. you were looked upon as a player a fan favorite for a couple of different reasons physical player a lot of penalty minutes yeah. but that's kind of a bit of an identity of your yeah. strong physical yeah. player but could also find the back of the net and score you bring that to the bisons and you've been able to obviously that's a big part of what mike serratin likes in a player especially at forward you know is a guy that can sort of be physical and is in, isn't intimidated and gets in there and grinds. Um, how have you enjoyed being uh, a player under Mike, and how do you feel his philosophy works well with what you do on the ice? Well, I think uh, it's under Mike, we've really kind of been able to key in more so on that role too for myself and just focus on having that simple game, you know, playing gritty, playing hard, playing physical, getting to the net. Uh, and, and under Mike, been able to refine that and I think find a lot more success with it. Uh, in junior Obviously, that was the cornerstone of the identity there. And, and with the owl line, that's exactly what we did. Uh, and I think that's just manifested itself even more so into that role. And I've really tried to key in on that uh, under Mike. And I've worked with uh, you know Hemp's, Devin Hempe, and, and uh, Ryan Bonney as well. Uh, and they've just been good reinforcers of keep it simple, take it to the net, use your shot, you know, play to the strengths of your game. Uh, and I think this year too, that's going to help. You know, we're not quite as big as we've been in the past years. You don't have Bilts and Brooksy out there flying around with me to, <laughs> you know, p- kind of police uh, the ice when things get out of hand. So it's going to be a bit more of my responsibility. So uh, I definitely plan to bring the physical game uh, as much as much as I have in the past, but uh, also looking to try and help contribute offensively a little bit more too. It's a young roster this year with a lot of rookies <clears throat> coming yep. in. Just three fifty years yourself and Adam Henry and Sean Christensen yeah. heading up that decor that looks very strong. Mm-hmm. As a leader of this group, and me and Neil already saw it. We guys we did some footage. Of you guys training yeah. and and in the weight room and and your vocal presence on there as well. Um, how do you see your leadership style in terms of being somebody that's vocal, but also setting the the president and an example for the younger guys by leading in the community and on the ice. 
I, I would say, like, I think maybe Adam and Sean are de- uh, more vocal in the room than I am. I, I, I speak up, and I've gotten more comfortable with it. But I think for me is is definitely just like the leading by example, uh, in game, in practice, working hard, you know, setting the tone, giving other guys, you know, uh, something to follow behind, uh, and just doing the little things right in games too. Like if that's blocking a shot or, you know, just doing something that little one of those little things that might go unnoticed but are you know crucial to. Uh, in game to to helping you win, uh, I think those little things. If it comes from the top down, you're going to see it trickle down more. Uh, and especially having a young group of guys, uh, that's going to be crucial for us as well, just to to find success and kind of you know have those guys uh, key in on the little things that need to be done. But we got a great group of guys. Uh, we've had some some good fun so far, and we're all see- we're all gelling really well. Uh, and, I, and that's nice to see, you know, especially with the young group, to see guys buy in early. I think that's going to lead to some su- success on the ice for us. Awesome. I'm going to pass it off to <coughs> yeah. Jason for the end here. He is the play-by-play voice <laughs> of the team. <laughs> so uh, have at it, yeah. Jason. Uh, so, Jonah, you, were, you mentioned the change in role for mm-hmm. you. Um, last year was definitely a very difficult year for the, for the Bisons. You had a lot of injuries, a lot of guys leaving for various reasons. And that really... It pushed a lot of guys to the forefront. You had guys like Jeremy and Keaton that had to take up bigger roles with the team, and you as well. You had to take up a, a much larger role having somebody like Brett out for as long as he was. How did you feel last year kind of stepping into that and, and being a more a, a bigger impact player, having to be a more veteran presence on that team? I think it definitely kind of, especially for this year, helped because you know, we had to go through a lot of adversity last year. And so that's that helped a lot of those guys like Keats and and, and Jeremy um, and myself uh, get ready for kind of what's going to be called upon them of, of this year. Uh, so having that experience, just being you know the go-to guy and and getting in more reps and being in that top six role, uh, will definitely help just moving forward this year because obviously we know it was it was a tough year uh, and a lot of guys and the whole team had to battle a lot of adversity, but that that, that definitely showed some character for us. Uh, and helped definitely build a bit more for mo- moving forward into this year. Uh, so I think that'll help. Uh, you know, I think also moving forward to my, myself, like, I, th- I think we were able to find some success as the year went on. It maybe wasn't manifested in, you know, wins, but we definitely saw ourselves kind of come together. So we saw some good play from guys, and we're hoping that they'll spill over into this year. Mm-hmm. I had a chance to talk to Adam yesterday, and he mm-hmm. mentioned kind of the same thing that through that adversity it really brought you guys together and it's it's built kind of a, a much stronger group yeah. heading into this year and obviously this year kind of one of the big names that we know coming into this year Tyler Brown he's replacing Spriggs he was kind of a force for you guys for five long years yeah. what have your experiences been with him coming in well just seeing the way he works uh, off the ice I mean we were in the gym with him all summer I don't think there was a guy that was there longer and more frequently than Brownie so he put his work in this summer, and we're seeing it already. Like he's, he looks solid in practice, really good. For, uh, and I'm excited to see him get some uh, regular season games here. Still, I think it's going to be a transition for him, just having the year off, right? He's going to have to fine-tune his game a bit, find, find his form. But so far, he looks great. Uh, and I'm excited for him, too. I know it was a long process for him, and especially last year, right? I mean, he wanted to come back, but obviously injury kind of prevents you and humbles you a bit there. So... Uh, he worked his bag off uh, last summer, and I think he's going to be just uh, lights out for us between the pipes this year. And, and you guys have tons of talent coming in, and mm-hmm. a lot of guys that are getting 
getting their second year, getting they've got their legs under them now. You know, Colton's here now. He's yeah. he's got a lot of reps in there, and um, you know, Lucas is coming in for another year. And you've got Jeremy, obviously that you got to play with a lot last year, and then obviously yourself. You you've got that whole extra year in that top six role, and, and you're coming in a lot more. It seems a lot more confident yeah. this year. Um, so really, Canada West this year. A lot of teams. Some teams are taking steps back, and and it it's a, looks a little bit more wide open yeah. this year. Do you guys feel that in the room? That, like that there's, you know, Adam mentioned that you know you had a few good years, and then last year was supposed to be the great year, and then everything kind, kind of, of yeah. went the way that it did. <laughs> um, how do you guys feel about coming into this year with the group you've got and the way that the West is looking right now? I think uh, you know for the young guys, just through our exhibition, it's been a good eye opening experience. Um, that they realize, you know, the caliber of hockey and, you know, what we're actually playing for here. Uh, but I think it also gave them a good uh, the, uh, chance to get their toes wet and, you know, feel everything out, but also realize, like, you know, we can play with the, the top teams in the league. But like you said, I think, you know, maybe through those bottom four spots, you know, uh, it's going to be, I think, a dogfight for those last two playoff spots. Uh, I mean, maybe even the last three, three spots. So I think there's going to be a lot more parity this year. Uh, but that also for us, we got we're excited too because we know that we can compete and we have something to prove against Regina and you know Lethbridge, especially this weekend. Two teams that we we battled with last year and Lethbridge beat us out by I think a point it was last year for the, the final playoff spot. So uh, especially those two teams, it's going to be battle for that last playoff spot. But I, I think like you said, Jason, it's going to be I think it's pretty open this year. Uh, you know the top of the league, the the U, U of S and u of a that doesn't seem to change but uh i think i think it's going to be an interesting year for canada west for sure well you and the guys are going to get a chance at lethbridge this weekend once again home opener tomorrow saturday september 28th 7 p.m in the new upgraded wayne fleming arena we got the jumbotron up there uh, we got some new paint in the house mm-hmm. <laughs> looks really really good um, press box. Yeah, exactly sharp. new press box yeah. i know us three are excited about that <laughs> for sure that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but with that being said if you can't make it Game's going to be on CanadaWest.tv. Jason, you're going to be on the call? Yep. All right, there we are. Jonah, thanks again for joining us, man. Short but sweet, but uh, good luck this weekend. My pleasure, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Look forward to it again. All right, another episode of Hear the Herd on 101.5 UMFM. Tons of Bison sports going on this weekend. But until then, we will see you next week. All the best.